Today is Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. This is the Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast. I'm Matt Spaulding, and these are the stories we're following today. This week, we are introducing a new podcast called Voices of NKY, a weekly video story that delves into the life of a Northern Kentucky resident, business owner, artist, someone doing something to make NKY a better place. Today, we are going to preview Voices of NKY with audio from Episode 1, where we talk to Borden Guin, a Covington resident who says the worst day in a restaurant is better than the best day in an office. I'm Borden. I've lived in uh, Northern Kentucky for most of the last 35 years and have worked in uh, Northern Kentucky and Cincinnati restaurant industry for most of the last 20 years. I knew early on I wanted to be in restaurants. It's fast-paced, it's exciting. The worst day in a restaurant is 10 times better than an average day in an office. Because when it's over, it's over. You don't have emails to answer from your bed. It's, you leave your work behind when you leave your work. And living in Covington allowed me to commute by bicycle or foot on foot in the neighborhoods I've lived I'll move to to be closer to jobs or more conveniently able to catch a bus to work if I need to and in 20 years living in Covington I've only owned a car maybe six of those years because it's so easy to get around I live on Greenup in Covington near Wallace Woods and have been at that house for four years Though I've lived in seven or eight neighborhoods in Covington over the last 20. I've stayed in Covington after my travels because it's, it is diverse and it's very accepting. I like that it's a working class city and it's always felt welcoming to unique perspectives and personalities. I mean, the whole city is like a da-da art project. <laughs> Cut some things up, throw it in a bowl, see what comes out. You don't know, you know? For good or ill, I think the, that we have a, a strong sense of community and are more often than not willing to help each other out. The main, Mainstrasse is a very artistic community and it has always been an interesting neighborhood to see creativity fully expressed. It reminds me a lot of Yellow Springs or um, uh, the, the Marigny in New Orleans near the French Quarter or Austin, Texas. Um, it's that kind of bohemian, rich and poor living next to each other and happily coexisting that I've always enjoyed. So of all the neighborhoods, Mainstrasse is definitely the one I would consider home. Barringer Crawford to display items from Shuttered Ramage Museum, reported on by Caitlin Gebby. The items from the James A. Ramage Civil War Museum in Fort Wright are coming to the Barringer Crawford Museum thanks to a partnership between the two entities and a grant from the Kentucky Historical Society. 
In May, the Kentucky Historical Society announced the Beringer Crawford Museum as the recipient of a $2,474 grant for the purchase of a large gun safe to preserve newly acquired Civil War-era weapons and safety and handling training provided by the Kenton County Sheriff's Office. Sean Mendel, assistant director at Beringer Crawford, confirmed the purchased items are from Ramage and are not the first pieces of the museum's collection to make their way to their collection. The former Fort Wright Museum was dedicated to telling Northern Kentucky's role in holding off Confederate forces as they tried to cross the Ohio River in 1863. That effort is now known as the Defense of Cincinnati and it's regarded as a key event in the Civil War. The Ramage Museum closed in 2021. Its collection was cataloged, and some of its items have made their way to Beringer Crawford so that they may see the light of day once more. The rifles coming to the Beringer Crawford Museum represent a small portion of the Ramage's collection. Curator Jason French likened preserving historical artifacts to being a professional hoarder, but not all Ramage pieces can be moved and displayed at the Beringer Crawford due to lack of space. Still, French said, the rifles acquired with the grant aren't just special for their age. Some of the Civil War rifles are rare and offer a glance at how the United States weaponry was quickly advancing at the time. French explained this while holding a carbine rifle, which uses a spring to reload the chamber and holds several bullets. These early carbines, they were actual breech-loading rifles, which are pretty cool because most of the time when you get into Civil War collections, you get a lot of the old muskets, but you don't have things like this, French said. He said other items from the Ramage include journal entries, letters, and arms, such as a heavy cavalry saber. French showed that the saber has a dent in the blade, which can be seen when looking down the blade from its hilt. The curator explained dents like that are typically made from the blade meeting bone, indicating its gruesome use in its lifetime. The Beringer Crawford has a series of Civil War-era pieces on display, making up a fraction of the three-story museum's exhibits that chronicle Northern Kentucky history. The Beringer Crawford Museum, located at 1600 Montague Road in Covington, is open 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday, and from 1 to 5 p.m. on Sundays. It is closed Mondays and national holidays. Former Covington Commissioner Code Enforcement Director dies, reported on by Michael Monks. Mildred Raines, who served as the Director of Code Enforcement at the City of Covington and as a City Commissioner two different times, died Friday. She was 77. Raines worked for the City of Covington for 33 years, eventually rising to lead the Code Enforcement Department. She was appointed to the City Commission in 2009, but was unsuccessful in the 2010 election for a full two-year term. Reigns ran again in 2012 and won a seat on the commission. Her 2014 re-election bid was unsuccessful. According to her obituary, Rain was born in Middlesbrough, Tennessee in 1944. She is survived by two children and five grandchildren. Her husband, Joe Ed Reigns, died previously. Reigns will be remembered at a visitation scheduled for Saturday, June 4th from 4 to 6 p.m. at Newcomer Cremations Funeral and Receptions, 4350 Dixie Highway, Erlanger with a visitation being held Saturday, June 4, 2022, from 4 to 6 p.m., also at Newcomer Cremations, Funerals, and Receptions. Newport students are schools first to complete early graduation program, reported on by Link NKY staff. Brianna Stubman has been a Newport High School student for two years. Jaden Cruz has been going for three. Both graduated Saturday under Kentucky's early graduation program, 
I am glad I'm one of the first to do the early graduation program because the process will be easier to do for others, Stubman said. The first time around is always confusing and imperfect. Others who want to pursue this program will have a better time working through the program because the first people in the program are the guinea pigs who help work out the kinks in the process. The early graduation program has been available to students since it was enacted during the 2014-2015 school year. The program makes it possible for students to progress through high school on an accelerated timeline and graduate ready for college in three years or less. It gratifies me to know that I'm one of the first students at Newport High School to participate in early graduation, Cruz said. It was an interesting year, full of independence, and I could not be more satisfied. I am so thankful. Cruz plans to go to college in the fall and work toward a career in the medical field. Steubman plans to go to the University of Cincinnati to study aerospace engineering. Here are the students' advice for others interested in the early graduation program. My advice for students who want to complete this program is seeking support from trusted friends and family, Steubman said. A good support system is important to maintain good mental health and keeping motivation for your goals. This program can be stressful and overwhelming, which can affect mental health. Support is crucial to achieve your goals. Cruz said students should take the time necessary to ensure that the program is right for them. It's exciting, but it requires a lot of focus and stability, she said. And those are the headlines we're following for Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. The Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast and all Link NKY podcasts are available through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and LinkNKY.com. Please subscribe and tell a friend. And for more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening in Northern Kentucky, please visit LinkNKY.com.